Hey everybody, welcome to Game Off 30, the big 3-0. This week we got some news. Xbox 2020 kicked off this new console season with a third-party preview event. People are pissed about the lack of gameplay. We talk about that shortly. We also got our fireside chat this week. Uh, we'll find out what that's all about very soon. And then lastly, our showcase of the week. Very tactical games. We got Gears Tactics and XCOM Chimera Squad. I'm your co-host, Brent Langevin, a.k.a. Arcadia, along with... Solid Talker, a.k.a. Andrew, a.k.a. other things. Yeah, what other things? Oh, now I'm you know, interested. There was, uh, there was a time in high school when I was very bad at vamping and coming up with jokes on the spot. And, uh, man, <laughs> you know, I, I thought that would be Nostalgic. enough to get me out of this, and it's just not getting there. <laughs> anyway, we got some news. Episode 30. Yay. That's kind of cool. We've been doing this for a while. That's yeah. we, The episodes have caught up to my age. So. Really? Yeah. Well, we don't need to dwell on that, but still, no. that's one one of few milestones left in the horizon. We're gonna hit a hundred in like two, three years. <laughs> that's that's about all we can look forward to. So yeah, hooray! I got <laughs> Just those two things, nothing in between. Yeah, yeah, like, as I as I am as old as time. Since time <laughs> immemorial, I have wandered the earth, poking right. at UI and saying no. Yeah. Well, when we hit one oh six, like we'll celebrate your birthday. Oh, thanks. Want to talk about some some fun Xbox news this week? Yeah, I think that I heard there was a bit of it. You mentioned that there might have been like a game or two mentioned yeah. offhand. Yeah. So uh, so Xbox decided to rename their sort of summer of games leading up to the their new console, the Series X. Um, they're calling it the Xbox 2020 events. Not just one; it's a bunch. Um, they. They're presuming there's going to be one a month, um, but the only other one they announced during the actual stream was in July. So I, they might be counting their E3 conference as their one a month time frames. But yeah, yeah, the third third party showcase is how they kicked this whole thing off, and uh, it was called like sort of suggested that it would be all about gameplay. Um, what, what were your impressions <laughs> about the gameplay you saw on Xbox 2020 Part 1? Oh, I mean, if we're going to talk about gameplay and what that word means, I think the elephant in the room is is the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer. That's That's the big one that I felt showcased a unique amount of gameplay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which... Which game playing was your favorite in that trailer? <laughs> None is an amount of gameplay. <laughs> it, it is an amount. I've now the justification I've been seeing around the parts of people who are looking to justify this as a good thing, mostly people on Ubisoft payroll, uh, <laughs> seems to be that it was done in the engine. So that's basically the same as gameplay, right? Yeah. So. There's there's definitely two sides to that coin. Like if you pay attention to the trailer like really closely, like and I'm not saying that everyone should have noticed, like there's definitely clearly parts of it that are gameplay, but like, it was presented in such a way that it's like like I don't know which part of this is gameplay or not. Like if that's confusing to me and you, like that's going to be confusing to everyone. Right. And I don't think that there was 
even if the trailer contained gameplay, which I'm not going to say it didn't, it definitely wasn't a gameplay trailer. Yes. Like, it wasn't a trailer whose purpose was to show me the gameplay and yeah. the loop and, and the way this game plays. This, the term gameplay is losing meaning. We're saying it so, so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't, like, a first 10 minutes trailer, and I think that's what everyone expected is, like, fucking 15 games come out where some guy walks on and goes, like, and this is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then it pans down right into the third-party perspective. Like, I think that would have been equally boring if that's what they showed, but... Um, but, but, you know, they could they could have done, like... Um, that what was it the uh i can't remember the name of it now watchdogs legion trailer from last year yeah. where they were showing off what's new in watchdog legion and here's some of the new fun things you have to look forward yeah. to in yeah. a way that was a bit punchier than a first 10 minutes but also right. wasn't a smattering of gameplay among in engine cinematics mm-hmm. which yeah yeah would, more of like a gameplay showcase than you know a gameplay trailer and I'm at the point now where, like, the we've seen enough of next gen that that reveal of this is all done in engine. Like, yeah, I know. It's fi- like, the <laughs> graphics are going to be really good. I know it's next gen. It all looks yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like, the, the, that switch of, like, oh, my God, I wasn't. It's not there anymore. It, this, mm-hmm. It's not PS2, Xbox era where you're like, oh, my God, they can do this with games? Like, I've I've seen gameplay footage from from ps4 that looks incredible yeah yeah like that's the thing is like this current generation's not totally dated like most most games are taking aren't taking advantage of the hardware currently and but there's like you know that minority that wants to really push the limits and that's the next gen's four but if we're not seeing that then there's no appeal to a next generation especially if all of these games are you know, coming out on the old generation and aren't optimized for the next generation. So you really need to take these, like, these essential moments to be like, this is what next gen is fucking about and not show off something like a, you know, a a starship shooter, which is not a graphically (laughs) intense game whatsoever. Are you thinking of a specific starship shooter at all there? Uh, Chorus. It, It looked fun, but I don't, think i like most of these games didn't get me excited for the next gen and that's more importantly than the misleading marketing is that i didn't i wasn't you know erotic about this any of games other than yakuza afterwards and i was only hyped on yakuza because they announced for xbox but neither here nor there now how did you feel about uh because i know you've got some experience with the dirt series Mm. how did that look to you Honestly, I think that was the one that was like, oh, I know it's going to be pretty, but this trailer does nothing for me. Like, I'm excited there's more dirt. Dirt's a lot of fun. Did it look any different from Dirt 4 on that stream? No. Like, I couldn't tell any, you know, fidelity differences whatsoever. But it doesn't mean I'm not hyped for another Dirt, but I think that that time slot is almost wasted on a game like that. Now, were there any what what games were jumping out at you? What what are your highlights? What's your your top three from that? Uh... Um, I'd say like most people, Bright Memory Infinite stood out. Like that looked like a sharp, cool game. Um, 
I hadn't heard anything about that before. Apparently, that's just like a new iteration of an existing game. I, I, I didn't read too much into it, but that was my understanding. Yeah, that looked really cool, I, and I loved the yeah. gunplay in it. That looked awesome. For a second, I thought it was Bulletstorm 2, I'm not going to lie to you. And I was <laughs> like, please fucking be Bulletstorm 2, for the ne- love of God. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Especially at this point, because that remaster came out, what, like two, three years ago now? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, that doesn't sell well, you know what? We we're gave it just, one shot. Yeah. Just, we're just going to sell the fucking IP to THQ at this point. Um, <laughs> reading afterwards, I got more interested in the medium. I thought it looked like a spooky, creepy trailer, and I was like, oh, interesting, spooky, creepy, not really my cup of tea. But then... I heard what they're doing with the game a little bit more and how they're going to utilize next gen. And this is sort of what I was getting at with like, they really needed to use that time to, you know, teach people why this next gen is important because right. eyeballs aren't going to be able to tell, you know, right off the bat, if it, whether it's a next gen game or not, especially if most people aren't even going to be using 4k TVs. So there's going to be a lot lost, but anyway, the medium I've heard that they'll, it, a lot of the the terrifying parts of the game are these like instant transitions to completely different zones with completely different you know uh, architecture and layouts of the map and stuff and it happens like literally in a flash because of all the the ssd speeds and like that opens up all new potential for like terrifying shit because you know, you lose a lot of tension when it's like, okay, you enter this building and a minute and a half loading, and then suddenly there's something spooky scary after a minute and a half, and you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, I guess. But if it just happens and you're completely disoriented and it's just still coming at you, like, there's a lot of really cool opportunities for spooky scares and storytelling and just technical feats. And that got me really interested. Okay. Nice. And and Call of C looked really cool. I don't know if that's the next gen like killer app, but again, I'm no. But that's something that I think could. I, I was happy to see some see things that were a bit more, I don't ponderous, contemplative over there. Mm. You know, yes. then that it wasn't all just racing and horror and guns. Yeah, there was a, a big like cyberpunk presence and spooky scary presence. I don't know why I keep saying that, and. I it, it seemed I don't know do, do you know if like horror games sell really well it it seemed like a minority showcase in a lot of ways too I I don't I think it's it seems like it's one of those things that the ones that sell well sell very well yeah um but also I don't know if the, if there's a if it's cheaper to make them or yeah, might be I, I'm not sure I'll tell you, I was really hmm. excited for Second Extinction. That looked really cool to me. Yeah, in, uh, interesting concept. I wanted to see more dinosaurs, though. Yeah, yeah. They had a couple more, and being able to see it still frames on yeah. the the Xbox site was a little nicer. There's some pretty fucking rad-looking mutated dinosaurs there with, like, <laughs> electricity powers. Oh, man. Dinosaur X-Men? Now we're talking. Uh, and then I've been hyped for Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2 for what has been like a year and a half now since they announced it just about yeah yeah I, i've been excited for that for a while i think that trailer is probably uh the first exposure i and a lot of people have had to that franchise and i'm definitely more interested in it now it's a really cool one I, the first masquerade bloodlines i think is pretty poorly aged 
Like it's it's one <laughs> of those games. Roughly. Oh, I want to say maybe ten years, maybe even more than yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a uh, bit dated. For oh sure. wow, no, sixteen. So two thousand four. Holy, holy fuck! You know what? It's it's me trying to remember when high school was. <laughs> oh, that doesn't feel great. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun. But that was also during that period of time where like people were still figuring out how first person RPG action games should be played. And like how the exploration and, and moving around should work, yeah. There's there's a lot of rough edges to it. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and play Witcher One, which isn't even as old as that, it it feels the same way. It's like, how did you feel like this was like movement felt natural? Like, what is wrong with this character? <laughs> so th- those are the the ones that I, I and then obviously Call of the Sea. I really liked the looks of as well. Mm. Um, Gears Five is also going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, it was hard to tell in the stream, and I had a 4K stream going uh, through whatever that app is called, and it was still like sort of hard to tell as someone who had played the game already because it's already so beautiful, mm. like it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. They nailed the, the engine in that game, um, so I really interested to like get my hands on it, especially because it's gonna be. I assume it's gonna be free upgrades. I assume a lot of these games are gonna be like retroactive what do they call it it says smart smart delivery yes Um, smart delivery i'm hoping to see a lot of xbox games you do that retroactively like gears 5 which i think they said is already gonna happen like i'll just boot up gears 5 just to be like whoa look at these fucking god rays and the ray tracing it's gonna be interesting to see how the ones like because yakuza and actually vampire as well are optimized for xbox series x but aren't 4k or hdr yeah yeah, I don't. Is that I just taking, what that... taking advantage of like the SSD hardware that you know of? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm c- curious about because when the One X came out, they were super clear. Like it wasn't just it One X enhanced; it was like One X enhanced and like HDR enabled, 4K enabled. Like it was always clear labeling on everything. And so far, I've only seen that one like uh, that one logo that they have. It's just like, it's going to be on series X and like by default, it's going to load faster. You don't even have to do anything. So it's not, that's not enhanced. That's not what that word means. So again, they think they need to get their marketing in line with, you know, their goals for the next generation. Yeah. Those are, those are my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, the only time I shouted out loud, uh, in the conference with happiness was Yakuza because this is, this will be the first time day and date it's being released simultaneously um, cross platform which I assume includes PC as well so uh, everyone should be happy about that um, yeah so yeah yeah good good news all around well good news for Yakuza all around some mixed mixed news otherwise yeah I mean, not not great news if you're like a real stickler about the definition of the word gameplay yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, not to beat a dead horse, but I definitely am would not have wanted to watch somebody with a controller in hand and, like, camera over their shoulder for, you know, 45 minutes. Um, but they definitely missed the mark here with a lot yeah. of how they presented this. Yeah, it was just bad messaging. Yes. Yeah. That's all. I think, I think their retrospectives on that also agree. It's like, yeah, we really shouldn't have you know, talked about it. <laughs> Should have just had a stream. <laughs> <laughs> been like, here's the fucking games. You like games? Here's games. 
Yeah, I'm okay right. with games. Yeah, like games. All right. Uh, shall we do our fireside chat? Yeah, I didn't have any other news. Let's jump into it. Did you? No, I didn't. That, uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't me being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk about like my exclusive access to those Diablo 2 remastered leaks, but, you know, that's fine, whatever. Okay. All right. Fireside chat. All right. Hey, Andy. Hey. Got a question for you. What's up? What is something you wish you knew more about, but realistically will never put the effort into learning? Oh, God, man, you're <laughs> making me think about all sorts of not fun happy things oh uh, think about my age think about all the things that i'm not gonna do thank our what's producer a, for what's this a question. childhood dream that you should really just admit that you're never gonna accomplish <laughs> right now what's uh what's yeah. something you should just give up on and on your deathbed what are you gonna remember feeling incomplete because you never did Look at the nonfiction books in you the bookcase behind garbage. you and just think about which of those are you going to admit to yourself right now you'll never read. <laughs> just just take a look at those and uh, admit just, some of your own failures, <laughs> you lazy sack tear, of shit. Tear Churchill's biography right in half now because you're, you're garbage. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read a fucking Churchill biography. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's great. Um yeah, I, I think the thing that I, I knew more about is tough because um, I'm stupid, so I don't know a lot about a lot of things. I wish I knew more about electronics. I don't know how any of it works. Um, I don't know how phones work. I don't know <laughs> how... Uh, like, I, I understand the operation of a phone, mm-hmm. but... The... Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Let's. I understand the operation of a touchtone phone, like a Bakelite touchtone phone circa 1994. <laughs> if it doesn't have a flash button, because I don't know what that does, and it doesn't have any of the pre-programmed, like, fire, police, poison buttons, just simple, <laughs> it's got 12 buttons on it, and the little hang-up what the, thing. What the poison button call? Poison. Is there a poison department? Just if you need poison. Oh. Just push it, and they'll bring poison to you. Fucking 90s, man. Just a nice gift basket of poison delivered right to your door. <laughs> They were truly the golden age of America. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about electronics. Um, I remember reading once that there was, the, uh, on naval ships, as opposed to those other types of ships, there are phones that operate with no power, just that they, they're powered by the sound of someone talking into them. Oh, and yeah. that may as well, you may as well just tell me that it's powered by ether and magic. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know how it works. Um like basic electronics. Once you throw a computer in there, it kind of like obfuscates it to a point where I'm just like, oh, and then computers deal with it. And then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm almost more impressed by a record player than I am <laughs> by an MP3 player. Because like a MP3 player, oh well you've got computers in there. If you put a yeah. computer in it, it can do whatever you want. Software th- makes sense. Right. But wires is, are bullshit. This is like a piece of vinyl with scratches in it. <laughs> and this is very weird. That scratch could be one instrument, it could be a thousand instruments. Doesn't matter. Like it's just a scratch that a little needle goes through and oh, there goes music. <laughs> I wonder if that's just a footnote note footnote now in like who even takes classes on finals? Like, what would that fall under? Audio engineers? Like, audio engineers would never create vinyl or anything like that. 
Like, it's still sort of useful information, but how is it passed down? Like, who's even oh. manufacturing this anymore? Oh, I mean, you go to, uh, to Barnes, I was going to say Borders Books and Music, Jesus. You go to Barnes & Noble, a store that still exists, um, and they still have records. You go in there, go in their little, like, they've got a little table with all the new vinyls on there, and you want to yeah, get, like, but people still get, like, them. new blood to, like, like, I get that they have the machinery to manufacture it, and there's some process already that does all this, but what happens when the fucking 80-year-old dude that's your fucking vinyl engineer dies... Like how do, how do you like what happens when the machine breaks and nobody fundamentally understands what the fuck to do with this machinery? You know, on a on a tangential note, I was reading a year ago that there's a real problem because not enough people are getting into watchmaking and watch repair. Oh, that's so sad. like, there's a lot of people who know a lot about watches, but are that you know they're all aging and they're aging out of working years. Yeah, and there's not enough young people learning about how to fix and build watches. And, and then I was like, oh, maybe I could do it. It doesn't look like it pays well and doesn't look like it's a very rewarding <laughs> career. Um, but Not yeah, I, I would imagine that in a, some niche audio engineering, there's probably a lot of that as well. Yeah. So just basic basic electronics, how like general things around me work in any way. Mm. Again, the ones that don't involve that computers. Sense. Yeah. How about That's, you? Uh, um... You know, the first thing that jumped into mind was music. Like, I know, like, I understand music fun functionally. Like, obviously, I understand how it's made. It's not, it's not whimsical. But then, it's got like, a good you beat. Play. You can dance to it. You know, yeah, like all that exactly. But yeah. it's it, more of like playing instruments, I guess, and learning how to read sheet music. Because like, I'm 30 now. Like, am I really gonna learn how to read sheet music? Like, I can read tabs. I can. Who can't read tabs? I can play guitar to a really 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 poor embarrassing degree okay um, good so you're ready to like go to a party and just like kind of yeah, pull out yeah. of the trunk of your car and yeah 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 just uh serenade all the honeys you know nice. you know how i do i do um yeah but like actually learning an instrument and like understanding like how to read music like it's i'm never gonna get around to it like i i thought rocksmith was gonna be the answer to that and like just you know cover that one scale skill cover the cracks there and my personality because that's the only thing in the world i don't understand andrew like literally <laughs> everything um, else you've got down makes, I, I know i know this about you yeah <laughs> everything makes perfect sense i'm i have the the mind palace is um yeah i i think i'll t- turn 50 and then i'll end up buying an acoustic guitar and then i'll like Three weeks later, I'll probably just smash it against the wall or something. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty good way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty standard a uh, guitar experience. Yeah. I, I had an electric guitar for a while, and it's taken a beating. I've, I've punched it a few times. No, I'm, not, I... I'm not good at music. <laughs> People have told me I'm also tone deaf, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe I'm just... Even my brain's just not wired for this. Music is about passion, and, and punching guitars is nothing but passion. Yeah, that's right. Now, if only sweet, sweet sounds could come out for the honeys when I punch it, then I'd be on easy street. You gotta get one of those, like, kid guitars where it's just, like, the, each of the frets is a button. <laughs> and it just, like, plays, like, totally sweet synth music. Yeah. I want, like, uh, like long lady fingernails, except they're, like, those chord clips to make it easier. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know you, if that'd be less painful. 
you say that like that's a thing, though. Like you say, you know, those long lady fingernails that are cord clips. Yeah, well, maybe I just invented something. Maybe that's what I should get into, but I never will. Is inventing sweet, sweet guitar picks. Yeah, do it. I- I'm all for it. Let's 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 wrap it. That was game off episode thirty. Um, I've been both hosts. <laughs> Brent is going to go off to start a We're... new business for for ladies acrylic press-on nails for guitar and well um, we're, we're never going to release this episode i don't want anyone stealing that business idea that's true this will get released this will be part of your kickstarter announcement <laughs> all right showcase time yeah why not all right um why don't we kick it off with some XCOM chimera squad what what is this game andy why what why does it exist what is it you know it Chimera is an interesting word to throw in the title there because it is itself a kind of chimera, if I'm remembering what a chimera is correctly. Uh, it does feel kind of like a mashup of a bunch of different things into one interesting, if gross-looking creature. <laughs> but still really interesting and, like, you know, one that I would have thought was really cool. I, mean, I did think it was really cool. It's a cool game. Chimera Squad is kind of like if you took... If you played XCOM and thought the part where you break into a building and discover all the aliens there and like they, they get alerted and they go like, oh, it's guys. And then you guys have this little back and forth shootout like that. Two turns is really fun. What if you made an entire game that was just that? Oh. And that's kind of what they did. Like, it's just a breaching game. It's still kind of turn based ish and it's still kind of XCOM ish, but the whole game revolves around you arriving somewhere and kicking down a door and shooting everyone in a room, turn basty, and then kicking down the next door and shooting everyone in that room, and sometimes kicking out a third door and then shooting everyone in that third room, and then you're done. So is there no, like, hit chances or anything? It's like, as soon as you breach, you kill oh, no, everyone? The, the hit chances are still there. Um and I'll I'll dive into that more detail than gameplay okay. in a second, but it's it's just that breaching boiled down like that's it's XCOM in the raw almost mm-hmm. that you've just taken that aspect of it that excitement of breaking into into a new area and seeing what's there and dealing with the immediate consequences of entering a room slightly unprepared and then sorting that out. And then in between, you've got your standard XCOMI. You, you've got your mission. You're not really the Geoscape globe anymore. It's it's a city that you're in. The whole thing is the scope of one city. And your Chimera Squad, which is a squad of humans and aliens that are now working together. Because I guess that's fine. Is, is there any story rationale for that? Or is it just, we wanted this to happen? I, it's... It's now, you know, aliens and humans are living in some kind of coexistence, which is difficult to swallow because the entire series up to this point has been about how the aliens just want to murder you all the time, always. Right. But fine, you're pivoting a little bit, doing a bit more of a... It's fine, you want to do something different, it's fine. Mm. Yeah, um, and now you're fighting these splinter groups within the city that are trying to gain power, cause unrest... They're really into robots, so they're really into, like, mutations, and, you know, there's the three factions, and you fight them one at a time, and then after you've defeated all three factions, you've won the game. So, that's that's the story rationale, essentially. What it does allow is it allows for, for the game to kind of give you more specific characters and classes, so mm-hmm. you can't just 
get yourself nothing but snipers and then have a big sniper squad and have everyone have fun with that. <laughs> you now have to. It's like, a good XCOM one strat. Yeah, it worked. Uh, but now you actually have to like balance it between someone who's good at healing and someone who's good at hacking and the snake woman who's the best or the guy who's good with pistols. You know, there's a lot more of that. It feels more RPG-ish mm. uh, of you know picking which which squad of uh, four guys you're taking out with you to each mission. So the way that the general missions play out, you are faced with one or a couple of entry points you can post up against and get ready to breach in. And these okay. might have different benefits or or um, hindrances, debuffs, or whatever the term I'm looking for is. And you, you, you know, if you burst in this door, more of the enemy are going to be alert and are going to take shots at you. Whereas if you burst in this side door, you're going to be able to take it. You'll get an extra chance, an extra move to, to you know, extra action or turn you can take. Okay. Um, and usually it's, you know, there's maybe two guys can post up at each door. Maybe one of them is locked with a digital, uh, you know, with a, like a digital keypad. And if you have the hacker with you, she could open that up. Or one of them might be a vent and the snake lady can actually slide in through the vent and pop out of the middle of the room like she's fucking Batman from the, you know, the floor. Ah. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's very cool. And then once you get in the room, it kind of plays like a, um, I want to say it almost plays like, like Disgaea. Like you have that timeline that, that you see in turn-based games. Yeah. Or rather than who's, it being... Who's going next? Yes, rather than it being enemy turn your turn, it's which person is going next. And it took me three cool. missions to really turn my brain off of enemy turn, player turn, and get into that mindset of you, you know, in that weird order. And so that makes for some yeah. interesting, interesting tactics because you have to, like in, you know, Disgaea and similar, you have to plan around who's moving next and what what enemy is going to have the chance to attack next and sometimes you yes. have abilities that allow you to pull guys further up into the timeline so you can chain attacks better that does definitely beg a question though it's like one of the things i like about these um these non-grid based tactical cover based games um mm -hmm. is that you can take risks you wouldn't otherwise be able to take uh if you only had that turn like, um, like you know, charge up to an enemy, try and blow his fucking head off from a foot away. And, like, in in a game like you're describing, uh, Chimera Squad, uh, you, you run up, and if you miss, like, that dude's fucking dead. Like, everyone's going to be on his ass. Like, there's no there's no way your other teammates can run up and be like, oh, fuck, I got to cover for this dude. Oh, <laughs> this is FUBAR. And, like, that makes for a lot of fun in the core XCOM experience. So how, how does that play out? It's interesting because it's still you still get moments like that where if you know that the move you're about to take, you know this guy's gonna run out, and then the guy who's you've got another guy next, or you've used an ability to pull another team mm. another team member up to be next in the timeline, you can take a chance like that. But a lot of it is the game is a lot more cover based. You are in cover, or you're moving from cover to cover and making these shots. Yeah, and because the areas are much smaller, because it's you know one or two rooms at a time, there's not a lot of traversal. You might have a room that's you know it's two adjacent rooms, and you breach into one, and the thing you need to get at is in the second room, and so you need to like kind of fight your way towards it. But it's a lot less move and shoot, and more shoot, 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 shoot. Maybe a little bit of movement, and then once you're clear, you move everyone up. Gotcha. 
at least that was my tactics. Maybe I'm garbage at the game, and, and <laughs> people are going to come in and say that's that's dumb. But that's kind of the the general overview of it. The the between mission stuff is standard XCOM. You've got some people. You can send these guys off to training. People get hurt, and they need to be sent off to um, heal and heal their scars so that they have higher health and things like that. You unlock, mm -hmm. you research and unlock items. You research and unlock um, different uh, what's the word like uh, equipment upgrades. Sure. All that's pretty standard. Uh, the the big difference is that these are now named characters. You can't name them yourself. They are named. They have dialogues that are, are scripted. So it does kind of get rid of some of that organic storytelling. Yeah. But do you, you yeah are they like story characters? Do you get backup characters if they die? Do they not die at all? So as far as I played, and maybe the, I, I didn't play on like super hardcore Iron Man. I'm the best tactics man in the world. I just play on whatever the default difficulties are. Um, you, when people die, they come back to base and they have a they have a scar. So if they die in mission, and you have if they die in mission and you have additional breaches you need to do, so you're only like on phase one of three. Mm -hmm. Then at the next phase, they will be replaced by like a pretty shitty robot, who's oh. just kind of there to help out. And you have a certain number of those that can be swapped out. I think you have one that can swap out for a person. Otherwise, they're just fucking, you know, you're just you're just down a man. Interesting. Uh, and you have the option of, you know, with medkits saving them during the mission, but if they don't make it, you get a robot. If the robot doesn't make it, uh, that sucks. You get, in between missions, they have a scar, and the scar, I think, lowers their total HP. So they can still go out on missions, but until you train them to, to get, like, you know, PT or whatever to fix their scar, they're going to be kind of running at a disadvantage every time they go out. You can get PT to have PT to repair scars. What? Yeah, it's there's a there's a, whole, take place? there's a whole training thing and it's basically like some of the training is improving your skills and improving your max HP, improving your running distance and then one of the the trainings is just like I don't know what advanced healing, deep healing, something to get rid of the scar. The the best character in it is the Snake Woman, because the Snake Woman has the ability. Sounds like it. She, uh, she's fucking awesome. Her name's Torque, and <laughs> she has the ability to use her tongue to pull people to her. Oh wow! Which makes for awesome tactics. Fucking like lizard snake bitch. She on her own is an is, like that character and that gameplay is the basis for a for an entire game. Because as I realized, like you can have her run all the way forward and then use the tongue to pull one of your own people to her position <laughs> and then keep running people forward. You can, uh, when you have, you know, they have the concept of overwatch in XCOM where a guy is just sitting there waiting for someone to come into his line of sight so that she can, you can pop him off. She can use her tongue to pull people through other people's overwatch. And it triggers it. Yep. That's OP. Right. It's amazing. You can use her tongue, like, enemies will throw grenades, and you can use her tongue to pull people out of grenade blasts. Like, it's an amazing <laughs> ability. And then when she uh, grabs an enemy and pulls them directly towards that, to, uh, pulls them directly next to her, she can just wrap around them with her snake body and bind them until they suffocate to death. Oh, what, this bitch. Too cool. It takes a couple of turns, but, like, that guy just isn't moving. So you've just immobilized yeah. them. And if you do it while you're in cover, all right, that guy's just going to die eventually. 
it's great. Like her whole the whole meta of just her character was interesting enough to support an entire game. And I yeah. had her in my squad nearly every time. So there's, you know, Andy's XCOM Chimera squad tips. Use Torque <laughs> as often as possible. She's great. The thing that blew my mind about this game is that it released for 50% off. It released for $10. Yeah, that's pretty bonkers. And it was way more than a $10, $10 game. This was easily a $20, $30 game. Like, it's not some crappy little mobile spin-off. This was this is a full game. That you there's right. easily you know 15 hours of of uh gameplay in it. Maybe you know 15 20 especially if you play it more than once which with an XCOM game you easily can. Is this uh just on Steam now? Uh I think it's I think it's on Steam. I don't actually know where else it is. I'm going to check that now. <laughs> uh it looks like it's it's just Windows. And I think yeah, it might just be might just be Steam. Nice, but yeah, it was, it, I think it was just that first week was ten bucks. Still, now it's twenty, but it's definitely worth twenty bucks. Definitely worth ten or twenty bucks. So, is, is there a strong story in the game, or is it like the XCOM games where it's like aliens? Well, I guess it's not like aliens are bad. Somebody's bad. Kill those somebody's. It, it's kind of fifty-fifty. There's definitely dialogue between missions, uh, both between characters and between your you kind of the the narrator, you know. Um, exposition character hmm. that tells the story of these factions and what are they doing and why are they getting all so worked up and why are they uh, all that hmm. um and it's there but it's all it's also just a general you are the the police squad that's helping to keep down these resistance fighters or the not resistance fighters these um rebel rousing groups that are trying to yeah. cause trouble in the city <laughs> it's not a it's not important story you can skip it entirely who, who would you recommend this game to i think if you go into it without being like it, you know as i've said in previous episodes i'm a, i'm an XCOM super fan i've been a big fan of the series for a long time and i loved it i thought it was a great game i think i liked it a lot more than phoenix point from last year i think it, it definitely found a way to make a different game that still had really fun, organic moments of, holy shit, how did I survive that turn? <laughs> um, that, you know, XCOM is one of those upper echelon of turn-based strategy series that does that very well and consistently. Mm -hmm. So, I would definitely say that I would recommend this to anyone who's an XCOM fan or a turn-based strategy fan that's willing to go into it without being super jaded and well it's not traditional XCOM so it's probably going to be garbage <laughs> like if you go into it expecting God, God to have fun they try new things right go into it expecting to have fun and you probably will are there any comparisons you can make to uh, Rainbow Six Siege uh, another famous popular breaching game Rainbow Six like the the FPS yeah. The long-running FPS. Um, well, when you say, like, breaching, like, that's the first game most people are going to think about. I actually compare it more to the Door Kickers series of games, if you ever played those. Um, yeah, that's that's a tactical game. So. Yeah. I, I would say it's um, it's more like Door Kickers. Okay. Yeah, that game's fa fairly popular. It's on yeah. all platforms. Yeah, or um, actually, it's also reminded me a little bit of that that oft-forgotten 
Rainbow Six game for the 3DS. I didn't know there was Shadow a 3DS Rainbow something. Six. It was a it was a turn based. I think it actually might have even been made um, by Julian Gollop of XCOM fame. Uh, Shadow Wars. Shadow Wars. Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. It was was a, a turn-based Ghost Recon game for the 3DS produced by Julian Gollop of XCOM fame. It's the edgiest name I've ever heard. Shadow I know, right? Shadow Wars. Boy! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Any, any closing thoughts on XCOM? It, it's much more than a $10 game. I don't know what the hell they were doing selling for 10 bucks. I think that <laughs> I think that actually hurt it. I think that made it look worse than it than it was, <laughs> almost like made it look like a shitty tie-in game. Yeah, yeah, they un- devalued themselves. Yeah. Did uh, did the price since go up? Was that literally just a pre-order special? Ah, uh, yeah, it was just the first week after release. Okay. Well, missed your opportunity, but twenty bucks is still pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely worth twenty bucks if you like turn-based tactics. Hmm. Yeah, you get a lot of value out of like the core XCOM experience for sixty bucks. So, like, even if it's half of that for twenty bucks, that's still hot value. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Now, why don't you tell us about a different tactical game? Yeah, there's, there's if you be a if you know of, of one. I, I've never played a tactics game <laughs> ever in my life. Um, now, it, Gears Tactics is also a game that I played this week that is. Very, 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 very similar to XCOM in a lot of ways. And when people compare it to XCOM, they're completely within their reason. Um, So much so that almost all of the concepts were at least initiated by XCOM, but they translate so shockingly well to the Gears franchise that it, like, in hindsight, it seemed like such an obvious decision to greenlight this game. (laughs) <laughs> that or they just did such a good job translating it to a tactics game that just feels like a core uh, gears core gears experience. So gears tactics. Um, the primary knowledge for it is you're playing a bunch of burly boys and burly girls and big big armor. If if it wasn't clear by from what we've been talking about, tactics games are obviously you know top down. You're looking over a, a field. And it's non-grid based, so you're sort of you have a lot of free movement. Um, it's action based, so in this game, by default, you get three actions to move around the field. In the core gears experience, you expect a lot of you know cover-based shooting and stuff, and it's no different tactics. There's cover littered everywhere, um, so much so that it feels very weird. You feel weird and vulnerable when you're not in cover, and for good reasons. You usually get blown to pieces if you dare step out of cover for 10 seconds (laughs) the other side of that tactics coin um from chimera squad you take your entire turn at once so like i the the reason i asked that question is because in gears tactics i found and just like in the old xcom games or core xcom games i found that a lot of the fun of the game was me you know whipping out a retro lancer and charging up the field and then, like, suddenly at the last second realizing um, that the guy was going to counterattack me before I speared him in the chest because I was too stupid to take a look and make sure that he didn't have like, a, <laughs> uh, an opportunity attack. And so then suddenly, like, this dude ducks you in the face and you're standing in the middle of a battlefield with, like, ten people um, 
found myself in that scenario quite a bit because I'm just I, apparently I'm really bad at cover based tactics games like really bad like I played XCOM on a low difficulty I played this on intermediate um, although this I will note briefly is much easier than XCOM um, it's not simplified but it's easier but yeah I, I, I found a lot of the fun was like sort of those like just wild moments of frantically trying to save your teammate because you fucked up so bad that they're absolutely going to die unless you figure <laughs> out the perfect way to wipe the entire enemy team and save your fucking teammate. And yeah, you, you bear that burden as the, uh, the commander. <laughs> your stupid fucking decisions can easily get people killed in these games. And just like in the core XCOM experience, like somebody dies, they dead. They super dead. That, that's a t that's a very heavy burden to bear. Exactly, yeah. And especially, like, in XCOM... So, one of the differences I'll note real quickly is in XCOM, like, you get pretty attached to people because they level up pretty quickly, so they're sort of always part of your core squad. And if they die, like, you feel absolutely hindered by it. Like, you've, you've lost a core part of your team. You now need to retrain somebody or get someone, like all that gear that they had and all like this stuff on top of the emotional connection you've, you've made with this character when you're shouting like nice shot, Cindy, I can't believe you blew that stupid, stupid bitch's face up. <laughs> you, you really do get connected to these characters and gears. That wasn't really the case because if you played with a teammate, they would at best always be like the minimum level for recruits. Like you'd have to consistently use them. Um, so I found myself deleting old characters a lot. Um, are the are the characters not story characters? There are three main story characters. Um, I also, for quote unquote pre-ordering the game, uh, got another hero character. But at through Act Three, and I believe there's four acts. I haven't beaten the game. But through Act 3, there's only three hero units. And they can absolutely not die under any circumstance. Okay. Um, you cannot use them in every match, whether they're injured or not. Um, in certain chapters, you'll have side missions. And they happen, like, quote-unquote, simultaneously. So you'll pick a side mission. Um, you'll do that side mission. And then to continue progress like to finish that chapter you might need to do two or three more side quests and whoever you used in the first side quest is gone because these missions are happening simultaneously so it'll say traveling and you can't use those heroes again so in those situations it's really good to have you know like eight te uh, team member bench ready and well but you can almost always outsource that from the recruitment center um, I didn't find much reason to maintain my party outside of my heroes obviously always maintain your heroes because you have to use them in a lot of fights but yeah yeah there's there's uh four classes there's four subclasses within each class there's a ton of customization no microtransactions so you can you know you can customize to your heart's content and i i was really happy with all the customization they gave in the game because sometimes i'd be like i'm not going right into another mission so i'd start fucking you know creating new uh, you know, color combos on my, my characters that I was currently <laughs> using and doing a lot of customization and it wasn't uh there it wasn't, you know, behind some arbitrary barrier. Fashion tactics is one of the more important metas of these games. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, this, the subclasses were really cool because obviously you get like specs and stuff. I think in XCOM you basically had like two specializations per class. Was that accurate? Yeah, basically each. Yeah, you have basically like a left and a right side of the tree that you were going down. Yeah. And they were either like, oh, you're going to be either really good with pistols or really good with rifles. Right. Yeah. In this, it's usually like spell and pat or not spell like action and passive based. So like you. Oh, they didn't add magic to the game. <laughs> no, there's awesome. no, sometimes it feels well like the healing is pretty much magic i mean in game it's just you shouting at someone and then they heal for full to their full fucking health bar so i, I guess like, i would have loved if, magic if they had just added and they oh, also now his cannon is a wizard and <laughs> he's just gonna like cast fireball and summon <laughs> dragons and shit and, but it's fine everything else is the same yeah i mean <laughs> Like, I don't know what explosive shot is. Like, why does firing this gun with this one action, like, make them explode? It doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense, but it's not magic, quote-unquote. That's fair. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, the specializations were cool. Like, it's instead of two, it's four subclasses, like I said, and it the, looks like an X, the grid. So you could basically, you know go diagonal across the whole screen and spec out that way, go down the entire left side, go that way. Um, there was a lot of interesting combinations. Some of them seemed like really broken. Like sniper marksman seems absolutely disturbingly good. It'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, you can have, you have like an 80% chance crit, 95% chance hit. And every time you crit, you get two actions and reload. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> So, like, it's, in some matches, it got to the point where I was just blowing everyone away with my sniper, and I'm like, I should really spread the love around. So, is this you one know, of those it, games where, like, it's balanced by virtue of how unbalanced it is? Like, everything's out of whack, so it's fine? Yeah, well, the the leveling is so slow that it's sort of artificially balanced. Like, I, I never found myself, like, focusing on leveling up somebody or another like they would always sort of end up getting leveled up just by virtue of how fights would play out and how the maps were laid out like snipers obviously not good in every map that's the case in XCOM too right so yeah I think I'd consider that pretty balanced as to how like everyone was leveling up I'd say to its detriment though it is definitely too slow for non-hero units because like I said they become irrelevant really quick the, the one thing that annoyed me about the, the mission structure was that you could, um, you, they'd give you three side quests. And, you know, like, I like, I really enjoy preparing for, like, big encounters and stuff. So, like, one of the things I really like about RPGs is, like, oh, I'm going to go grind. Like, I don't feel comfortable going into this fight. Like, I'm going to go grind out two or three levels real quick. Right. Um, in this in this game, it's like, oh, you, got, you get three sub-missions within this at- chapter. And you can only do two of them. It's like, well, just let me do all three. Like, what's a big fucking deal? Like, as long as I'm not using the heroes over again, who cares? So, like, that was also sort of hindered me being able to maintain these uh, non-hero units, and that annoyed me. That's that's a fair complaint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of the core Gears experience translates to this game, like, all the executions, you know, kicking tickers into enemies and watching them blow up. You can still plant grenades, which is, like, really tricky to set up because you have to do it in the middle of combat, so you have to, like, run up, plant the grenade, and then run back. Like, that's your, that entire hero's turn. 
Um, but when, when you nail it correctly, or if you find time to do it, it's very, very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so, so much depth to the game that I, I don't want to say it's an XCOM light. It's like, it's sort of like another iteration of XCOM. And I think all the comparisons are fair because I think it's a very, very good game. Uh, I don't think it has the depth that XCOM does. I don't think it's quite as good as XCOM, but it's still like, it's still on the same pedestal. Like if you were to, if you were running the Olympics, like XCOM probably get the gold and gears tactics would get the silver. And like, that's still pretty fucking good. Despite what, whatever your mom says when you get home. (laughs) So what would you like, is there stuff going on in between missions outside of the outfitting like it does it have that kind of um management light uh tycoon light stuff that xcom has not not tycoony at all but there is some um, gear in the game so you have primary rewards for missions then you have optional awards you meet certain criteria you get bonus rewards um and that's all gear based so all of your individual units have i think they have three armor slots and four four weapon slots for their primary guns. There's like a lot of gear customization in the game. Okay. Um, that is completely hindered by how terrible those menus are. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Yeah. It's it's an absolute nightmare. If you wanna if you wanna change all of your armor, you need to go to the chest menu and then the leg menu and then the helmet menu separately you can't cycle through them yeah 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 it's it's very frustrating the weapons are way more smoothly done it's just like oh this is this is the scope i'm using next this is the barrel i'm using next i don't know why they made it so cumbersome for armor it's truly stupid it's faster to go to set it to like chest armor and then toggle through all of your allies and just go through all of their chest armors and then do that again for helmets and for legs than it is to do one hero at a time. Um, Very, very weird layout. That's that's, that's bizarre. That's unfortunate too. Yeah. Now I'm not going to play it, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, to answer your question, no, no tycoon mechanics. All of the upgrading is via gear. How, linear or baked in is it like are the maps random or is this is this a singular linear campaign all of the story maps are different the side quest maps are uh definitely in a pool that it just pulls from maybe randomly i'm not sure there's not enough side quests for me to know how it's set up because you like i said you only get like those three or four side quest options it could be procedurally generated um, I definitely seen the same maps a couple times. Not not a bunch. It's not like the same ones recycled. But it, when the when you get core story missions, they're always unique. And when it's side quests, they, it comes out of a pool. Is it feel like it's replayable? Yes, because it's fun. I don't know what it has for like new game plus features, okay. other than more more challenge like. I think that's primarily what you get with XCOM too. It's like I want to try this again, but harder, and prove that I'm better at the game. Yeah, I think with and XCOM, like one of the big things, and I think it was more in um, XCOM Legends than current XCOM, it, it was that idea that you're going to lose the game the first ten or fifteen times you play. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, I think they're they're a little bit more modern games don't really do that anymore. 
of yeah. let you get 15 hours into a game and then let you lose. <laughs> I mean, that that happened to me in fucking XCOM Enemy Unknown. So that's definitely still happened. Yeah, it, it does. But I think it's more of an anomaly. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that definitely didn't seem to be the case with Chimera Squad. They were very open. Like, yeah, just open load to one of the myriad of save games that we've we've created for you. We've been auto-saving yeah. this whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, how long... Oh, you say you haven't finished it, but how long do you... Do you know how long it is? Do you have an idea of how long of a campaign it is? Yeah, I'd say I'd probably put about 15, maybe 20 hours into it, and probably at least three-quarters of the way through it. Um, so maybe 25 hours, and that's with me, you know, watching the cutscenes. I haven't mentioned the story at all. Not worth mentioning. <laughs> don't, don't play this game for the story. If you've played any Gears game, you already have a gist of what's going on. Like, there's there's some weird weird underground stuff going on. you got to fucking deal with it. Like, that's, that's it. That does sound... Um, is it canonical? Like, is it actually part of the main Gears story? Is it, you know... Yes. Okay. It is um, the main character, quote-unquote, in this game. He's the main... I say, quote-unquote, because he's not, like, the primary character you're playing all the time, but he is the most frequently used character. Um, he is somehow directly related to the main character of Gears of War 5. I don't know how, but they have the same last name, and before this release, I remember them talking about how they wanted there to be stories in the bloodlines, the famous bloodlines of Gears of War... And that's what they were trying to do with Gears Tactics and what they're trying to do with other future Gears games, I guess. Do you think this is going to be one of those games that sticks around? Like, is this going to be something like Halo Wars where people are going to look back at it and say, like, that was kind of a... Uh, that was a surprisingly good for being a spinoff game? Yes. I think, I think it's going to be a bit of a cult classic because it is such a solid game. Um... I haven't, other than what I've already mentioned, I'll mention some other beefs I have with the game after, but I haven't had too many problems with it. I think it's a really solid experience. I think it's probably already underrated. It's probably only going to be because of Game Pass that people are hopping on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't even know how popular Game Pass is for PC. Um, it may, maybe it'll get second legs when it's on console. I haven't heard that many people talking about it, but it's like... It should not be missed I, by tactical fans. So you would recommend this for tactical fans? Yeah, I recommend it for tactical fans. It's it's a tricky genre to get into. I <laughs> especially if you've even even games like Fire Emblem, which are grid based, those are hard games to get into. So I hesitate to recommend it to a lot of people. If you like tactics games, if you're interested in tactics games and have the patience to learn tactics games and the, you know, you don't, you don't have such a high pride level where you're not willing to play a game on easy. Like I, you could probably get into this, but tactics games are unforgiving. This game can absolutely be unforgiving. You, if you're not playing on Iron Man, you might have to do a mission three or four times because you just keep doing one silly thing or the enemies spawned in a fucking triangle formation instead of a box formation, and that's enough to throw off your entire battle plan. Um, <laughs> this this game may not be for you, because it can be frustrating, um, but it's at its core, if you like the genre, you're going to like this game, period. You have any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm trying to save my beefs for afterwards, because they're 
occasionally nitpicky, so I don't want it to take away from the experience entirely. If you like what you heard already, you're going to like the game. If you didn't, weren't interested, none of this may apply to you, but I found, like I said, almost all of the menus were a bit cumbersome, uh, especially with what I mentioned with the upgrading. Some textures were really janky. I found that most of the bugs I saw in the game were visual. Um, sometimes with the line of sight and like snapping to the walls and stuff, it would say that I'd snapped to the wall or I clicked it right. And I just find myself like running up next to cover and standing up, staring directly <laughs> down the barrel of a fucking gun. And I'd be like, Oh God, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And so like, again, that's one of those immersion experiences. Like I fucked up royally. got to deal with that now. And like, there's, there's fun to be had there, but when it's a bug or a glitch, it, it's less fun. Um, the I got really sick of the music in the game. It's the same Gears music. It's the most Gearsy music. Like if you played any Gears game, you know what the music is. Like just just play uh, biome appropriate music. Sometimes you know mix it up a little bit for the love of God. That is tough with some of these the smaller games. Yeah, that it it kind of you get to that point where like they don't have as large of a soundtrack and you notice it more. Yeah. I, I guarantee there's not that much unique music that was created for this game. Like somebody just gave them free reign to the fucking music assets for all the, the gears franchise. And we're like, better make do. This is a low budget game. I think this is selling for $40 on steam. It's not it, actually, no, I lied. I'm pretty sure it's a $60 game. So it's going to be $50 more than Chimera Squad at launch, $40 more <laughs> base. Um, so if, if you're between these two games, that might be a selling factor for Chimera Squad. Uh, all in all, I thought it was a pretty fantastic game. Um, it's, it's not a perfect tactics game, but it's a lot of fun. And if you have any interest in the Gears franchise, it's going to be a great game to also get in, into. Now, actually, question for you. What if I have absolutely no interest in the Gears franchise? Well, a lot of the things that are really satisfying about the Gears franchise are still in this game. Like I said, they translate well. So I guess if you don't know those things, you're going to be experiencing them for the first time, like running up to somebody and chainsawing them in half. Like, it's just as satisfying as this game. Maybe more so because you don't have, like, that awkward moment of, like in the third person perspective in the core gears fr franchise pulling up the chainsaw revving it up and awkwardly fucking shambling towards somebody <laughs> to try and hack them where in this you'll like be like i'm using the chainsaw ability it's going to be on cooldown for three turns but it's worth it to hack this dude in half because he was stupid enough to run up you know 10 feet further than his buddies and that that execute with the chainsaw gives everybody actions like it's it, there's definitely like this waterfall effect that happens on top of like getting those really satisfying gears specific moments that you don't get in other games like i had mentioned before like the retro lancer has a bayonet on it so effectively you get this movement ability that also one shots anyone in your line of sight oh so so you'll you'll just charge at them you'll execute them but you then will be standing out of cover so you have these moments where everyone else has to cover for you. And that's the exact same scenario will happen in the gears of war shooters because your buddy will be like, this guy needs to die. And it's just, Wah! and you're like, no, don't do that. And like there's 50 <laughs> guys looking at you. So suddenly you're thrown down, covering fire, praying that he gets out of there. 
And if he doesn't, he falls to the ground. There's second wind in this too, which is really cool. Um, that's how you get injured in the game, similar to like the XCOM injuries that can happen. Mm-hmm. So if you go down, you lose a quarter of your health bar, and like that has to regenerate over the course of missions. If you go down twice, you can you can keep getting picked back up, but um, you'll keep losing health bars, and like your max health will be in half if you go down twice. So you can't like just run out, and obviously they can just run up and execute you and finish it, just like in XCOM, but also just like in Gears. So that's sort of what I mean by like how it just translates really cleanly to tactics games. Well, that's good. That sounds like a good game. I'm a, I, I've got the Xbox Game Pass. So I, I've actually even got it installed. I just never actually booted it up. <laughs> we got to stop mentioning Game Pass. We're not shills, Andy. Well, I got it on that thing. I got it for free through piracy. <laughs> I stole uh, it from the XCOM people. XCOM. Yeah, at, Xbox people. At, <laughs> you fucking well, reported. Um yeah, I would say uh, less audience-based and more Andrew-direct, but you should absolutely play this game. It's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh-huh. You, didn't, you, you didn't enjoy Gears 5 that much, did you? I did not, no. Did you, have you ever liked any of the Gears franchise? Uh, I enjoyed playing some Gears multiplayer, like Gears 2 multiplayer. So if you can you know, figure out when that date was. But that was very early on in my Xbox gaming days. 2007, maybe? Yeah, I think that's about right. I've not been a huge fan, but I've not been a huge fan of Gears because I didn't like the feel of the movement in shooting. Yeah. And so yeah, as that, a tactics that's... game, that probably wouldn't come up as much. Yeah, right. And like like I said, a lot of the movements in Gears, even Gears 5, are pretty awkward. So that's completely eliminated in this. Like, other than technical issues, it's very, very clean. And it feels good the way you snap to walls. Like, you get extra movement, too, if you snap to a wall just right. So, like, you, if you're, like, within a few feet of a wall, you'll slide to it instead of just stopping short. Um, because, you know, that's the maximum you can run. Um, so that always feels good. Like, all the sounds, like, you clunking up against the wall feel really good and really authentic. Yeah. Well, I've got it installed. Maybe I will boot that up tonight. Do it. No, I'm just going to play more Slate the Spire. It's a good thought, though. Yeah, that's me too. (laughs) I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah, let's rank these bad boys real quick. Oh, right. Yes, that that part of it. Yeah, I'm I'm getting better at remembering. Yeah, I'm glad one of us is because I'm just (laughs) hot garbage at remembering. (laughs) Gears, Gears Tactics is my number one game thus far this year for games that were released in 2020. If Persona 5 Royal wasn't a remaster or a game of the year edition, it would probably be up there, but it unfortunately doesn't qualify. How about you? Yeah, uh, XCOM Premier Squad is my current game of the year. I'm putting that in at number one. Uh, it beat up Murder by Numbers just because I don't I don't see myself playing Murder by Numbers again, uh, just because it's so story. And XCOM Chimera Squad, I could see myself playing again this year. Just jumping back in oh. and having some more fun with that. So that definitely Fair puts barometer. it up there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's not right. the best game I played this week, because the best game I played this week was Unreal Tournament 1999. <laughs> oh, but that's, you know, uh, that's not their fault. They just can't be as good as an arena shooter from 21 <laughs> years ago. Of course. Well... That uh, means that two tactics games are on the top of both of our boards. 
Uh, I think that's kind of interesting because that may be the only intersection of games we like have the same sort of love for as tactics games. Like we, for the most part, play completely different game genres. Yeah, but I think tactics, uh, tactics and rhythm games, I think are the only ones that we have <laughs> that kind of connection yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I was just thinking about Pa Rapa the Rapper as I was playing the uh, <laughs> the fucking karaoke and Yakuza Kiwami. I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's sad that I'm getting into this and then also wanting to play Pa Rapa the Rapper. So someday, someone will make a, a spiritual successor to the Parappa series. I, I fucking better. I don't know what the hell they're waiting for. Those games were perfect. Hey, I mean, if we Game. got if we got a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio, we can get a new Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> That's honestly all I ask. It's 2020. What the fuck are we waiting for? Those were <laughs> PS1 games. <laughs> I can't imagine those licenses are all that expensive right now. Should we look into buying them? Is that a thing we can do as individuals? I, th I think so. I think once we get our Patreon up, uh, which is definitely happening, and we get up to, <laughs> I don't know, like nine patrons at uh, a price of $500 a month, we can get a copy, <laughs> copy of that, and then uh, you and I will jump into Unity and learn Unity and make a new Parappa the Rapper game. <laughs> Can we own a uh, trademark as a committee? Is that a thing, or do we have to just release it into public domain? No, I think we. How would that I work? think we basically create like the gaming equivalent of a homeowners association. <laughs> just charge people monthly yeah. via Patreon. Yeah, that's for access. The Patreon to services. The Patreon itself itself is a legal entity, and it owns <laughs> the Parappa the Rapper ah. license. Ah. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That's yeah. how they make their money. If we could also pick up the Buck Bumble license, I think that would work out well for me, too. I think, <laughs> I think we could do some interesting stuff with that. There aren't enough B-based games, and I'd like to rectify that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I think that's it for episode 30, Andy. Where, where can people find you? Uh, I hang around Twitter, uh, usually around a name, at Solitalker. I'm usually around there if you look. Uh, I don't do much on there other than yell at like my bank for not picking up the phone. That was what I tweeted today. <laughs> it's not it's not hot takes, but it's angry. So if that's what you want to see. There's, maybe it's just me, but I get a lot of joy out of those. If you want to see a middle-aged man shouting into the void, that's it. There it is. Check me out on Twitter at Solitalker. How, how about you? Where can they find you? At Arcadia on places, I guess probably just follow me on xbox or playstation if you're interested in seeing what i'm doing because i don't really post that much on social media either but i'm out there find me arcadia a-r-k-e-y-d-i-a um challenge him to 1v1 doesn't matter the game just challenge him to yeah, 1v1 I'll, I'll at win. all times I'll, I'll win while i'm sleeping with your mother like, it's just <laughs> hard facts <laughs> goodbye Bye.